1: Namaste friends. Clinton, Bloody Baptiste and everybody's favourite school secretary, handing out the boiled sweets, yep. it's Linda Pollard, ladies and gentlemen! All. I'll be writing letters home to each and every one of your mothers. Oh, wonderful. We've got her here. My fucking god, we're so honoured to have her here. She can't make the usual time we're recording this, doesn't matter. I can accommodate, I've got duties, Clinton. Yes, okay, and I've got a mortgage, but it doesn't matter. Linda's here, nevertheless, she's managed to fit us in. So bloody grateful to you. To which I say, ten. ten. ten to have her here Linda what, what's what been going on in your
2: life please there's been something growling in my garage you're joking no I'm not oh
1: my god who wants to hear about Linda's growler
2: come on everyone does come on let's hear it hairdresser was coming
1: round yes so I could have a little from the council again no all right
2: no, that, that, was a, that was a that's a horrible rumour which was never cuts founded. it with spoons, didn't you say that the other day? <laughs> Knife and fork, yeah. Knife and fork, yeah, go on. Well, as we want me to say, it looks like it's been cut for knits. <laughs>
1: yes, go on. What uh, what can you do? I mean, you know, you've gotta do something to just kind of improve your appearance because 'cause three saggy tea. Well, wow. just just remove people just gotta distract with the hair, that's all. Linda hates that. I'm just <laughs> gonna stop playing that. It wasn't me, it was Lyn Lind- it was Ruth, what's her name? Yeah, Ruth fantasized about my breast. Oh, I'm sorry but I Carry on.
2: Anyway, right so so I'm having this glow up so before the hairdresser arrives yeah. I go in the garage to get I'm going to call it a tarpaulin it's basically an old dish, an old um, oh to
1: wrap round you no so to the put hair. on the
2: floor so when she does my hair I don't stain my carpet or my rug and I, and I can just okay. gather up the hair and chuck it out
1: right Okay. Right. Yep. so
2: yep. I went in the garage to get it and as I'm pulling on this tarp
1: yes mm.
2: It felt heavy, and then I realised there was this noise. It started off as growling, and then it was, like, hissing, like this. I thought, oh, my God, what is it? A king cobra?
3: Go on, yes. And, you know,
2: in your head, you know that it can't be a cobra, but you also think, well, why not?
1: Well, I'll tell you what it was.
3: The spirit's doing it. It's
1: clever. Yeah?
2: I shat myself... And ran out. Oh my, my God. My neighbours must have been able to hear me carrying on on the decking. I was going, What the
1: effing hell is that? What oh are you my doing God. Oh. Did you manage shit yourself on the tarpaulin or did that ruin the-
2: <laughs> I left the tarp, I dropped it. And then I thought, No, this is ridiculous. It's got to come out. Whatever it is, hissing right. in there, it's coming out on the decking and I'll lock myself in the house and wait for it to bugger off. Oh my God. So. So I pulled it what out. What was it? I pulled it out and then I bravely locked myself in the house and called me dad. Right, um, and my dad came round, and we used a broom handle Go on. to bravely poke at it. What was it? And then he opened the tarpaulin, yes. and the inside was a hedgehog the size
1: of a bowling ball. Oh bloody hell! So nothing supernatural. Someone could be pulling a string somewhere. Was my initial thought. It
2: could have been a shapeshifter, I guess, but I think it was just a massive hedgehog.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, so I left it alone till the cover of darkness.
1: It buggered off. Can I just ask? Week in, week out, you have some dealings yeah. with an animal. I
2: think a memo's gone out, or maybe I'm attracting them with my my animal um, magnetism. I've got Johnny Morris here from <laughs> Animal Magic. <laughs> although, Johnny! Although, unlike Johnny Morris, I'm not having chats with him. I'm telling him to please bugger off.
1: Johnny, can you have a word with some of the... They're probably spirits. Could be, you know, dog spirit, cat spirit, hedgehog spirit. Johnny, can you have a word with them? Stop them visiting, Lindy. They've got me
2: mixed up with someone who's bothered.
1: What are you doing? Donald Duck. That Donald Duck! there. I didn't know he was dead. Of course he's dead. He's from the 1920s, or is he, Donald Duck? I just did that because that was... Mm. I th- made me think of Johnny Morris and... Oh, that's What are you doing? It's good to have skills in this business.
2: I wish I could do a Donald Duck. I could just do the... <laughs> what
1: are you doing? <laughs> It's good to have skill. That's me. That's that's Walt Disney speaking through me. As Donald Duck, it's not the the kids don't know Donald Duck nowadays, do they?
2: No, no, he's
1: old, no. oh, old hat. oh, he's old hat. now, when I was growing up, Donald Duck, I always liked him because he was a little bit cheeky. I always thought, oh, he's 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 proper he's cheeky. He's not cheeky, enough not for the kids nowadays. they're all
2: into like um, girls being rogered by uh, octopuses and that, aren't they?
1: What is that? What happens?
2: Yeah, it's some of those Japanese about? cartoons. Yeah, it all goes oh. off. Oh,
1: oh my God, talking to Japanese. Have you seen Jane McDonald doing her trip to Japan? I
2: saw it was on, and I have I have series linked it, but I've oh, not managed to delve into you Do in yet. yourself a favor. Did she do a song? What? <laughs> Does she do a song? in <laughs> Japanese, and come, she well, don't do I think. Well, I'm going to But you know, in, like in her
1: other travel logs, she always <laughs> ended with a musical number. Well, of course, we used to do it on this very podcast, <laughs> didn't we? She <laughs> is common as dogs, mock, isn't she? But that's why. <laughs> Yeah, ah, oh, in Japan tonight. big in Japan, hold me tight, Mister. Can you tell me where my love has gone? <laughs> uh, what? 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 Little girl da, 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 da. Jane McDonald, the blesser, the blesser, the biggest maritime disaster since the Titanic. <laughs> but she, what I love, she, she knows her audience, doesn't she? God, she knows her aunt. Oh, look at the logs, the camera. I'm in Japan. What am I like? What am I like? Oh, I've just seen some origami. I've phoned in the paper and it's shite. Origami? Origami? I barely knew him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's her. I love her. God, I love her. but She's salty, though, isn't she? Yes, she always does... I mean, she. We've, another thing we've dealt on the past before, she does love a filthy double entendre. She does. She does a filthy you double You ask entendre. her for a double entendre, she'll give you one. And even... even exactly. And even when... There's, she doesn't actually say it. You can see she's thinking it. She almost does a wink and you think, you can't say it. That really is dirty. do not matter. Anyway, let's get on with the actual show. And I can't say show, the podcast. Mm. Um, this week, but talking about the growling, I want yeah. to say this. I was in a hotel in Middlesbrough this week. Yes, it's not what you know. It's who you know in my game. And I thought I heard someone in my bathroom. I kept hearing this noise. Was it growling? It was sort of growling. It was a funny, it was like... It would sound like a wasp caught in the tap, Oh!
2: Look. and it
1: shit me up. And I tell you what it is: in one of the, some of those cheap hotels, someone only has to run a tap, and all the pipes do something very scary. You get like bubbles in, don't they? That's it. it. And you know, I, I, and I suddenly thought, is there someone watching me in the bathroom, hauling my fat frame in and out of the bath? But I think it's. Um, and can I just say, anyone who does do any form of entertainment, I thoroughly recommend that. When you've been on stage. Don't hit the bottle. If you go back to the hotel, have a bath. It does calm you down. Oh, Stops your boozing.
2: Talking of hitting the bottle. Yes. You know, I'm trying to cut down, right? Well, what?
1: Because no more room in that skip.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which I have not emptied. That's that's historical booze, that. Yes. But I have started wandering into the world of... Because I like the... I like the
1: Boxes of wine.
2: No, no I like the idea of having a, a, a wind down at the end... A wind down go at the on, end of yes, the day. Go on, yes, yes. Zero alcohol
1: wine Ah, no. now Now, yes. the white one okay. is
2: basically apple juice, right? Right, yes But the red one, if you add Here's a little secret Listen I, to this, folks Add a little bit of balsamic vinegar to that bad boy Oh, hold It on. stops it tasting like Ribena
1: it just tastes like a really sharp, acrid.
2: It tastes winish. I'm going to say it, and I'm not drinking as much of it as you know I would if it was normal wine. But also, I feel like I have
1: scratched the itch. Right, hold on. I can honestly say that's some of the worst advice. In order to make, I'm going to bring you some. Right. In order to make You'll your your low alcohol wine taste like proper wine, add some balsamic vinegar. A little bit. Have you gone
2: absolutely mad? You try it and you tell me. Well.
1: It's terrible advice.
2: That. It's three quid. It's worth it for an experiment.
1: Three quid for a for bowl the of bo- well, what do you think it was going to taste like? Three quid well, for no alcohol wine? Yeah. I tell you what, I got the other day. Sorry about this, folks. You know, um, no alcohol Guinness. Yeah. In a can, and I had a look at it, and you know, I'm on my diet, trying to get fit for my tour, of which you can buy tickets. Um, and and it, when I looked at it, what was in it? Fructose. Right. Fructose. That's sugar. That's the worst kind of sugar. You can't break it down in your body. I'd rather have out-and-out out alcohol. Right. And I have joined... This is another thing. You know, skinny so actually wine... actually, you're drinking for health, is what you're saying. Yes, of <laughs> course. The <Course. laughs> healthy option is actual food. Listen, <laughs> Guinness is good for you, and so is red wine. Not sticking balsamic vinegar in it, isn't. Anyway, well I was going to say you something, I can't... Forget. Oh, I know, joined skinny... There's a skinny wines you can get. Oh. which if you've got high blood pressure like I have Mm. and you're at death's door like I sometimes think I am it's very good, you can drink it and I'll show you the bottle I've got Oh you don't have to add any fucking vinegar to it Do you know who
2: else makes um, alcohol free wine? Who? Kylie Minogue Does she? Yeah, I bought a rosé prosecco it's in the fridge, chilling as we speak on a hot day like this, nothing
1: like it I'm going to have a go I'll let you know how it goes Does she make it in Britain or Australia or is it especially for you? You should be so lucky. <laughs> um, uh, locomotion. Right, could you, Linda, please tell us the story? It comes from Farsley and it's someone called Stuart. Hiya, Clinton. Just finished listening to
2: hauntings, haircuts and hedgehog heroes and I felt compelled to write in on the back of Dick Bonham's dog
1: shit ghost story. OK, just a second. Yeah. That's... We're all, that's what we've been talking about this week. That's what we called a previous episode. The same this week. Hardy's head, Johnson. Spooky, it's a
2: deja vu. Deja vu. Anyway, go on, carry on. Music. I felt compelled to write in on the back of Dick Bonham's dog shit ghost story, all which right. can only damage the reputation of Farsley. As a former resident of
1: Farsley, I have an actual ghost story, which will shit you right up. OK, here goes. This goes back to the year 2000. Some friends and I had moved into a shared house after leaving uni. We found ourselves in the village of Farsley. I have worked in Farsley very recently. It isn't a village, but that's what the locals call it. The house we moved into, which is still there now, opposite the co-op mini supermarket and taking the pizza takeaway, is a grand Victorian school, which runs the length of the street by the neighbouring church. At some point, the school was bought, bought up and then divided into flats. However, my friends and I were renting the very front of the building that looks out onto the street. This part is known as the Old Schoolhouse and has a sign hanging outside it which reads the same. Yeah, needless detail. It was a typical renter's place, scruffy
2: inside with plaster falling down. As the only chap living in the house, I earned the honour of sleeping in the converted cellar because nobody else wanted to. It was damp cold and had a coal chute, which basically meant you could see the outside world while lying in bed. Nothing particularly unusual had happened in the house. Some odd situations where random animals appeared and no one knew who they'd come from. Sounds like you. Does. A kitten just turned up in someone's room without any warning one night. Oh, that sounds lovely. (coughs) And squirrels would nip in through a window in the converted (coughs) loft, leaving shit lying around (coughs) all over the place. At least, that's what we thought it was. However, this one day I was heading off to work. And in those days, I was a sports journalist and I was working a late shift, so I know I wouldn't have been getting up for work until at least midday to begin at two or three in the afternoon. I I used to catch the bus from the stop opposite the house. And on this day, I remember grabbing my bag and
1: rushing to find my keys, knowing I had about a minute before the bus was due. I opened the door to head out and with absolutely, get this, with absolutely no warning whatsoever... A little boy shot through the opening and passed my leg into the kitchen. I'm a tall man and I remember that as I looked down at him, I could see his grey shorts, grey jumper and most vividly in my mind. to this very day is the grey cap on his head. An old school cap with a peak and trim with a button in the middle. I couldn't see his actual face because of the cap, but what I still see now are his legs, which were all so grey. The gap he shoved through between my leg and the doorframe was no more than 30 centimetres, and looking down at him, the top of his cap was no higher than my hip.
2: I find the memory of this so clear, but what I also remember is what I did next. I stepped out the door, turned, locked it, crossed the road to where my bus was arriving, and I went down the lane, and jumped on. It was only after a few minutes of sitting that I felt myself physically jump, and my mind started shouting... What the hell was that? I was never scared, not at the time or when I returned home after work, for the years I lived there beyond that point. Okay, but I can still see that. Just a minute.
1: Yeah, needless
2: detail. But I can still see that little boy now, as clear as day, just grey from head to toe.
1: Now, I could put this down to an overactive imagination, or the fact that I was rushing about. I certainly wasn't asleep. And I'd been out of bed long enough to shower, eat breakfast, lunch and get dressed, alright. However, it was only two weeks later that I discovered something that actually did properly, creep me out and stop me thinking I had just imagined it. You're welcome to have the rest of the story, if you're interested at any point, Clinton. I didn't get to see it, the old Wonder woman, when I was in Farsley, but I booked to see Roller Ghost in my tour at the City Varieties. Thank you, thanks for the podcast. It's an absolute joy. Oh, oh he, he, knows. Can, he knows, he knows, how to get on the show. Anyway, listen, let's speak to this fella in Farsley, Stuart. Hi,
3: um, Clinton. It is. Uh, it's an honour to speak to you. Thank you very much for oh. having me.
1: How lovely! What a nice thing to say. Yes, and where are so at- I'm in Leeds. Yes, I'm in Leeds.
3: Right, um, and I am. I'm calling obviously because I, I heard a, a recent interview that you did with someone regarding a um, a ghost story in Farsley in Leeds, That's which. It frankly, was quite disappointing. Um, it was, it was think...
1: Dick, wasn't it? It was Dick. Yes, it was. Dick on everyone's lips this morning. What, <laughs> um, well, look, I've read out, just to put in the picture, I have read out all we know about the strange boy all in grey. The yeah. first thing to ask you is, was he, I mean, his fa- you didn't catch much of his face, only his legs were grey. Yes. You, what You saw hands grey? Did you catch any more of him?
3: Well, they from where because I was standing because I was looking down, I I saw the top of the head first, right. so I could see the the cap on top of his head, which yes. was it reminds me of you know those caps they hand out for like international sports people.
1: Yes. Uh, yes, They've got
3: sort of the peak and the little they've got like a little dangly bit that hangs I from know. the top of the cap. Yeah, I, I, um, I know. It looked looked like that sort of cap. And then I could see down the body um, what looked like, almost like a blazer, a grey blazer. And then I could see the shorts. And that was that was the thing, the sort of shorts and legs as I looked down. And it was just completely grey from top to bottom, almost like looking at a black and white photograph.
1: OK, now you said that you're squeezing a gap of about 30 centimetres. Did yeah. your healing brush past you? No. Um,
3: nope. N- nope. no, no. I, I, I was, I was thinking about this actually, um, the other day and I moved with the sensation of someone passing by me. So mm-hmm. I almost slightly stepped to the side in the mm-hmm. knowledge that someone was trying to walk past me or mm-hmm. in this case, run past me. So it was a very small gap, but it, um, it was more that i thought oh there's someone coming through that gap so i'm going to step out the way um so i didn't feel it but i moved with the sensation of someone trying to get through a gap
1: right Stuart. first of all your teacher's instinct would have said you boy can you move (laughs) aside for a member of staff but secondly why on earth did you then shut the door and lock the poor little bugger in
3: (laughs) yeah it's a very good question i think and and again, that's that's the thing that makes me feel that it wasn't because I, I think I, I said in my in my letter that we would had odd kind of occur- occurrences in the house, like animals turning up and things yes. like that, weird, weird things. Um, I never at any moment thought to myself in that moment, I never thought, why is there a boy coming through this front door into my kitchen? It never even crossed my mind. It was so normal and natural that it 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 never even crossed my mind to question it. And I simply went through the door and shut it behind me.
1: Right, look, well, Stuart, please now tell us the remainder of the story. Please tell it slowly, spookily, regain. OK.
3: Clinton, after, after the event, I... Um, I went about uh, normal life. And as I said, I wasn't particularly frightened by the idea of this little boy in the house. Um, I started to question myself whether it had just been something that I'd uh, uh, imagined, um, whether it it just was uh, uh, something weird that had happened. But it didn't really cross my mind any further until two weeks later, I decided I was going to get my hair cut. Right. And directly opposite the house where we lived, there was uh, hairdressers. Right.
1: Um,
3: uh, and still there to this day, a lady called Verity, uh, I think she calls it V's Hair Salon. Right. Um, and it was the first and only time I ever went to this hairdressers. Um, okay. I obviously thought, quick visit to the hairdressers, popped over the road. Um, and as always happens with hairdressers, it turned into a, a long conversation about various different things yeah
1: racism where i often go uh
3: not quite not quite to that extent but uh we you know we we set the world to rights um and verity worked obviously in this hair salon facing out and she had seen me coming and going out of the house so she'd recognized me and we got to talking about various things Um, And we talked about the house, this old house that I lived in. Oh, yeah. And she started to tell me about another client who came to the hairdressers. Yes. Who lived in one of the flats further down the building. Right. And this client who was coming in, and at this point in time, I hadn't told her anything about what happened with me at all. No, no. She... Uh, This client who was coming in to to get a haircut told her that she kept coming home to her flat. And every time she walked into her flat, the first room she came into was the kitchen. And she kept coming home and every single cupboard door in her kitchen was open.
1: Right, okay. And
3: every time she walked in, she would come home and all the kitchen doors were open. But only on the lower level. Right. Okay. So it was only cabinets that a child could reach oh that my would God be open. God so each time we're she all home,
1: and her wagon wheels had all been uh, eaten.
3: <laughs> yeah, and everything had been eaten. Uh, no. Yeah. But it, yeah. So oh. for me, at that moment, given that I'd not, I'd not said a word to to her about what I this experience I'd had right. with this boy, it just made the hair stand up on the back of my neck.
1: And then did V say, I can't possibly cut your hair with it all standing up on end, (laughs)
3: for Christ's sake. Yeah, Yeah. but, uh, and suffice to say it was the last time I ever went to get my hair cut there.
1: So she, the, the, the woman was not there still, living in the flats who had... Yeah, some... yeah,
3: she was still there. She so you was, never went was...
1: to see her and said, I understand you've had a, a schoolboy in raiding your court?
3: No, I wasn't sure which of the flats she was living in, and it felt a bit weird to kind of go down and uh, knock on everyone's door and yes. ask whether their cupboards were being left open.
1: Bloody hell. If I... Look, I'm going back to Farsley. We're doing a show, I and mean, it's a long yep. time hence. It's in, it's in Christmas 2024, after I finished my tour. But if i were to go there or if i were to ask dick or chalk at the old woolen in farsley maybe they know something about it
3: they could well do they could it's uh, it's a very well-known building
1: right and if i went back there i mean there's a chance we could go investigating no doubt
3: i'm sure yeah i don't know who owns it but i'm sure uh, sure it's a possibility
1: would you come with us if we if we if we spoke to you
3: absolutely brilliant show you exactly where it happened
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think we can agree that is a pretty scary story. And you are just, for any poo-pooers out there, finally, after all these years, you are convinced that that is what you saw, Stuart. Is that correct?
3: Absolutely convinced. Never a doubt in my mind, even to this day. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
1: If that was not enough, do you remember uh, last week we only offered people who, who, who get Patreon the chance to see a photograph of a proper ghost and it was on that aeroplane, the little child, Yes. Yeah, right? so if you didn't get photographic privileges, you know why. You know why, because you're too bloody stingy. What What else do you want for free? Do you want me to come round and do your bleeding shopping, do you? Don't offer. What do you want? Do you want me to come around and do some housework for you? I'm giving up my time here, so it's old buddy Lyndon, she's got a full-time fucking arm as well! I'm exhausted! We're We're tired! <laughs> So put your bloody hand in your pocket. It's only, was it, five or a month? It's a pittance. We give and give. We give and give and we give. Anyway, this week, if you want to see another ghost, and it's only available on Patreon, we have this story from Pat. I'm not going to say his real name, it's just Pat. And uh, have a listen to this. This This is Pat, all right? Hey, Clinton. Just finished the latest ep of the Clinton pod. So funny. Won a real ghost photo. Ooh, a proud boast! Mm, Taken in 1994, long before Photoshop. In fact, didn't have a PC for another three years. Taken at the Red Heart pub in Hitchin. I was in a band playing that night and was setting up
2: tweaking my stuff, you dirty get, before (laughs) the rest of them arrived. That'll That'll give you a red... No matter red heart,
1: a red something.
2: Go on. There were only two of us in this. You're part joking. Of the there pub. somewhere. Go on. It was a, it was a it was a masturbation yeah, joke. That's right. no, thank you. Thank you very much. The landlord was upstairs on a break, as I recall. A bloke that was helping out with the roadie stuff snapped this as a aha gotcha. So of course I looked goofy at the flash going off. Here's the thing: neither of us smoked, and there was no one else there, not that we could see.
1: If you want to see this photo please join Patreon and have a little look, because it will shit you up. Let's get now to, well... Our problem section of the show from James Dean Fox. Someone writing in Linda's the best at dealing with these things. Linda, please add the music and let's hear the question. Why
2: won't she leave? My
1: partner and I split up several years ago but still lived
2: together as friends. Oh no. That is tough. Yeah, go on. I would prefer to live alone, but yeah. she just won't let me and I feel I have to let her stay. She could be manipulative and has used violence. Oh, she too. sounds a dream. What Why did you split up? They split up? <laughs> <laughs> she often says she'll move out, but I suspect that deep down she has no intention of doing so. Deep down,
1: <laughs> I suspect. Suspect? <laughs> Go She's on. not
2: moving. No. I'm becoming desperately unhappy. Oh, poor What bastard. do you see happening? Says Max, fifty-two of
1: Derbyshire. Well, first of all, the advice is: I'm sorry to say that without a big push this is this is good advice actually without this is James Dean Fox uh, without a big push she will never leave she's in her comfort zone and hates change and as you know very well she won't go without a fight literally. literally thank you the only way this is going to end is with both of you not being friends It's the only way she can let go of you and you of her. My advice would be to chat with a legal professional about the best way to split belongings and make this final. I'm sorry this isn't going to be easy, but you will need professional backing to be able to move forward. It's time to commit to your own future. Well, I mean, you don't have to be a clairvoyant medium psychic to tell that Well, that's good advice, and you do have to be quite brutal, don't you? This relationship is dead on arrival,
2: and I fear, with violence involved, you're going to have to take some pretty, pretty desperate steps to get rid. Here's the thing, Max, I think you're too nice. What I suspect is that legal advice would be expensive. Yes. Here's what you should do instead. Go on. Go antisocial. Be less nice. Oh, can you, you eat things that'll under... make you fart more? Yeah. Can you can got to live under the can same you... roof as this Can you this get woman? caught looking at something distasteful on the internet? Yeah. Do something that re- re- makes it makes you absolutely revolting. But yeah. here's what the great thing would be. Go on. Do something that makes you absolutely unattractive to her, but she feels sorry for you.
1: That's rather good. What fantastic advice. She's, here, she's, she's there. She's, she's every she's blimmin' where mom, it's I'm Linda, Linda Bullock. Right, yeah. that is... It's obvious advice. Can I just say this? I have... I was in a relationship once. And unless you absolutely cut it dead and go, I'm sorry, it's finished, don't be too nice! She thinks there's still hope. Yeah, and you've got... I'm afraid you're going to have to be brutal. And if you're a nice person, it's very difficult Mm. to do that. I've also got a friend who... His wife went off him, right? And... He put him through merry hell, and they had to um, sell the house and everything. And just when they were splitting up, she said to him, well, you know, if sometime in the future, maybe we'll find ourselves back together. And he was like, what? <laughs> Sorry, do you know the misery you put with him? We might find ourselves back together. Because on a whim, you wanted to end this marriage. Some people they want their cake and, and eat it, don't they? Cheeky gets. That's what. Cheeky gets. So James Dean Fox, I think, is very, very, uh, well, alas, very, very good advice. Yeah. Very, very good you advice. Go the legal route. I could just be objectionable. Yeah. We'll there, leave it to you. Yeah, But there are some girlfriends who will hang around unwanted, like can't, can't get rid of them, like, like hang around like a treadmill fart, won't they? Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> had someone now this is right up your street Mm. should I make up with her? I haven't spoken to my sister in
2: years after a family fallout I do miss her but equally I don't think she would accept we were both at fault Mm. we sometimes run into each other and it breaks my heart is she feeling the same? could we agree to put it behind us? or would talking about it just lead to another argument says Jane 44 of Derby asking a stranger rather than her own flesh and blood (laughs)
1: the advice is It's very sad that you and your sister have had a falling out. However, I'll be honest, I can't see any point in a reconciliation, eh? That's a bit mean, isn't it? It's your own sister. Your gut instinct is correct. You just end up having another argument. Yes, you both love and miss each other, but let's let bygones be bygones. Move forward without one another. Uh, you can't do that your own sister this
2: next bit write a letter to her explaining your side of the story in detail and how she's made you feel but don't send it I was going to say if you send it that's That's... that's like a hit and
1: run oh isn't it here's how
2: I feel bye
1: yeah I think that's shocking advice where did she come up with that but
2: it says but don't send it on the next full moon burn this letter and have a sea salt bath this will bring closure to you enabling you to move forward once you've done this you'll notice your life feels clearer I can see that half of that, no, an eighth of that mm. is actual good advice. The writing of the letter, I, I think, is probably quite good. Get it all down yeah. and destroy it. Uh, the sea salt bath, though, no, sounds I like bollocks.
1: I, I don't think if you have a sea salt bath, you notice your life feels clearer. Your bum might feel cleaner, mm. but your life clearer just sitting in a bath? No, sort it out with your sink there. Or accept yes. that there are certain things you can't
2: talk about with her yeah Maybe but you, you just don't keep
1: it civil but you don't want to be you know breaking up she own flesh and blood no poor although advice. sometimes your own flesh and blood it's well they're paying tra- the ass. yes they are paying the ass but you don't want to you know you don't want to sort of split up friends forever and ever no I think that's terrible advice but... <laughs> to someone we do think is quite good, James d- Dean James Fox. Mm. What am I doing wrong? I've been single for quite a while. I d- Did you write this? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I don't have much trouble attracting men. No, it wasn't you. But just <laughs> when... <laughs>
2: Sorry,
1: you're very beautiful. Oh, he says it because he I said it because not. You're beautiful. Um, but, I don't know. but just when I seem to be getting on really well, they suddenly go from hot to cold overnight. Mm. Stop speaking to me. I'm starting to think it must be me, but I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Can you give me advice on how to break this cycle? Julie, 41, Chesterfield.
2: Julie, can I ask for some clarification on what you mean by getting on very well? Are you saying that you... <laughs>
1: I like the way you ask Julie. Like she's listening. Julie, Julie, you know, are you there? She's too busy trying to find a
2: man. Letting them sample your finger buffet.
1: Oh,
2: yes, possibly. See, this is what I think. I think yeah. maybe you're giving it away too soon because yeah. it seems like they're getting very, very excited about you, and then they disappear. Are they getting what they want?
1: Yeah, what I'm saying. I'm wondering whether some of these blokes maybe feel sorry for you, and it's a bit of a sympathy sex, you know, sort of eat out to help out sort of thing, but which is disgusting but do you get my point maybe yeah. they're maybe they're paying some think attention she's getting their points there well. she, she's getting too many points this is James says this yes it's you oh wow you James don't Don't, don't, don't coat it. Don't sugarcoat it. I feel that sometimes you fall faster than others. That's what we said. And tell them with your heart on your sleeve that they could be the one. Most relationships take time to progress from getting to know each other to becoming friends and then partners. It's time to hold back a little. Did you say that? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Even if you feel they are special, don't tell them. Don't make them everything in your world. But most importantly don't assume they've fallen as fast
2: as you i love this because the next sentence reveals he's thinking exactly what i was thinking go on then you can read you're it talking out, about haven't? falling in love but then he says even if you've made love with them to some people <gasps> sex is just sex so what we're saying is mm. you've fallen for them yeah. in a physical way yes
1: so let them be the first to open up oh my yes. god you're opening up too early <laughs> Give them time to think and let them show you how special you are instead of you always showing them how special you think they are. This is just the advice you gave.
3: My fucking God.
1: You are so insightful. This is why you must get in touch with Linda. Keep your mystery. Keep it your Keep mystery. your mystery. Well, you may recall Richard DeLong Stone.
2: How could I forget?
1: Yes, our resident, our resident folk historian... We know which folk. We're sorry. Yes, we're sorry that he upset people last week. He's back this week to make amends. Let's Ooh. let's have a little chat with him. I'm joined uh, again this week by Richard DeLongstone, our um, folk musician and historian um, Richard I well Richard and I have had a, a conversation prior to this and uh, Richard would like to apologize I was inundated with well I've got a down here probably 17 or 18 emails from people who were appalled at at Richard's let's call it racism um, in the last episode when he was th- here ostensibly to talk about Nessie and haunting for Nessie. Richard, I think you've got a few words you just wanted to say.
4: Yeah, um look I realise that um I I expressed some some thoughts that, that I have since been told sh- I should have kept to myself. Right. Um I've been been um, hounded off my social media pages and all okay. this. You know, I've had quite I've had quite a lot of um, correspondence.
1: All
4: for right, people. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, and I I I am um, you know I'm sorry to you. Yeah, it's I know I realise it's it, it's embarrassing for you.
1: Yes, it is um, awkward for me. Yeah, that
4: it's happened on your on your show. It is yeah, it's awkward for you. Um, I realise that. Um, you know, yeah, you can call it you can call it racism if you like. That's
1: that, that's. Well, I do I do call it that. Yeah, and but let's not get into that. Let's get into that. No, you, no, no. Because you were here um, to. But, Make amends in some way,
4: were not you, yeah. Richard? Well, um, I, I realise. I mean, a lot of the correspondence came from Scottish people, and especially uh, Scottish people with with um, other ethnic um, origins. Right. Um, and I realised that you know, this, yeah, the Scottish—they are—they are a proud nation. They are. There is a history between Scotland and England. Yes. Um, and and if I have looked out some, so you know, in terms of the sort of like independence and stuff, there are. Um, there's uh, over the wall, over the over the border, which right, is right. Okay. It's back very yeah. To to where the, the troubles really began, you know. Okay. General right. Scotland. <laughs> over the border, over the wall. The Englishman comes and he'll slaughter us all. Oh bloody, oh, yeah. yeah, with his sword his sword of blood he'll take every child from my neighbourhood there's a very that's just you know that that's yeah. a strong sense of yeah. hatred towards yeah. the english and we know that that obviously still uh, exists because of the level of quite frankly abuse that i have sustained Uh, via email, via text, via my social pages from these people who want so-called independence because they feel that they could somehow be better off if they leave us
1: in the lurch because, oh, we've got all the oil. Sing the song. Just sing the song, Richard. We don't need a bloody party political.
4: Over the border, (laughs) over the wall Is a bunch of ginger-headed Arrogant and, to be honest, quite honest, not oh, for fuck's sake, nice
1: right? Richard! Richard, go on and on and on about oh, how smug they because 'cause we've got the oil. We've right, got okay, the oil. Right. We've cut got the oil. So we can fuck off. Linda. That's how you feel. Just cut him off! off you, we don't need you. Yeah, you we can fuck off, off and Alright, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, Billy. Thank Connolly. you. Cut him off. Just time to talk about Ouija boards. I don't know how many times I've had to tell you, don't piss around with Ouija boards. See, I think the bullshit, but I wouldn't mess with one either. Definitely not. Have a listen to this. This is in Fate and Fortune, and it's a question. Would you use a Ouija board?
2: I use one every week to help spirits, boasts Yvonne Hyde's 54 from Page. Stupid,
1: yeah, stupid. silly.
2: I was a nurse and worked in hospitals for 30 years. Well, appropriate for a nurse. Yes, ...where I witnessed all kinds of strange happenings such as buzzers going off when people died... ...and doors slamming... Oh my fucking God. Sorry. ...and doors slamming on their own. It made me very curious about the afterlife.
1: When I retired, I set up a paranormal group, the Scottish Host Company along with, ...along with the medium, David McCabe. Now, I visit haunted properties on a weekly basis... That's when I use my Ouija bar to contact the spirits in the afterlife. They come through quickly and give me information like their name, age, how they died and their connection to the building. Thank you.
2: Factual. Occasionally the spirits are angry and spell out messages like, and she spelled it out so please forgive me. Go on. G-E-T-O-U-T. <laughs> or
1: L-E-A-V-E. You You mad which was get out or leave. Last year, at a haunted cottage near Edinburgh, I went into a trance-like state after being overtaken by an unsettled soul. I have no memory of it. Apparently, I was just staring into space. Thankfully, I was brought round by David after he gave me Reiki healing and a smack in the face. (laughs) (laughs) But I still
2: don't think my pastime is dangerous. Well, it is! The aim of working with a Ouija board is to help spirits and help move lost souls into the light. That is true. Or to leave them. Where they are, if that's what they want. OK, well, two options. Well, no, that's
1: not true, because you're, you're, you're agitating them. Yeah, why
2: mess? You're poking why the bear. Mess?
1: I would never use a Ouija board in my home, though. Ah. The board opens a portal to the other world, which is why it has a bad reputation. And I wouldn't want to invite anything negative into my personal space. Not all spirits are friendly.
2: But if used with respect, a Ouija board is a great way to contact the spirit world. Respectfully, I've made a TikTok video explaining how to use it <laughs> Well, that's respectful. Yeah. That's respectful.
1: Did you dance at the same time? Please tell <laughs> me, are you like Yvonne Hyde from Paisley? Would you use a Ouija board purely for the spirits not to titillate people at a party gathering? What do you think about it? Because I've warned people before. It can be very, very dangerous. Well, I've never done it, Clinton,
2: mostly mm. because I was warned off it by my mother when she, when she was... Uh... Go on, did we discuss this? Go on, what no, happened? No, I don't think we did. So when my mum was a kid, yes. she and her sisters, there were four of them, yeah. used a Ouija board uh, one night as a jape, and she swears they contacted one of the uh, Munich Air disaster... Oh, people. my God, you know why? Yeah, cos she's a witch.
1: Go on. Sorry, that was your own mother. And Wainsbury one rules. of them
2: fixated on her twin sister, and it was all very, very disturbing. One of the Manchester United players for the 1958 was there one called Eddie. Um, Duncan Edwards? No, I think he's called Eddie No, Duncan something. Edwards is a Anyway or I, may, I, may be, I may be mixing this up I'm going to look this up Eddie Yeah, I think he was called Eddie something Okay, I'll look him up But it may be my misty memory But she just said Don't mess with it It's not worth it Okay Because
1: well, they all shot themselves Absolutely. Well, look, you've heard it here. Linda, she's an off, She's often a poo-pooer. But it turns out the more we learn about Linda, the more hidden depth she's got. Oh, there are layers, there are layers. Well, you know why? Because... I do
2: see ghosts.
1: That's what she's secretly saying to us, aren't you, Linda? I think in so many words... Very secretly. Very secretly.
2: Almost... Almost as if you're not saying it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Linda is now chomping at the bit to get home. She's been working all day at a new job. Mm. Where are you going now? Are you going straight home? Are you going, What are you going to do? I'm going to
2: go straight home. I need to feed my cats.
1: Oh, how One boring. One of them's hurt
2: themselves. I've got to medicate her. Why? What's she doing? I had to doing? slip her a Mickey. Oh, what's, she, what's happened? Well, she came in like someone had set her tail on fire the uh, other day. What? Yeah, she was like, whoo! And I thought, oh, that's not like you. She's normally very grumpy and, and, and the... The leader of the pack, apparently. right? Okay, uh, but she was very jittery, and I noticed oh, when sorry. she came out from under the bed that she'd hurt herself on the side.
1: And I thought she'd been in a fight, but it turns out when I okay, went to the bed, nearly, nearly finished with this one. Done. She had come across on a pointed yeah. stick, and she is all right now. Yeah, just a bit punctured, bit punctured, and that's the end of the cat story. Thanks for your concern. I'm absolutely gutted. hope she gets better soon. Until next week, <laughs> I'm all, I'm all heart. Bye bye. <laughs> My thanks to Linda, Pat, Stuart and Farsley, Mike Carter, Duncan Wisby, to David Brinkworth for the music, and for the amazing singer Glow for singing it. Thank you. up, get your tickets to see this very podcast recorded live. 15th of October, uh, 26th of November, 3rd of December. It's at London's 100 Club, 100 Oxford Street. Please, you'll love it. Doors at 6.30, show at 7. Go to wegottickets.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste's Sunday Seance. Namaste.
4: I know where you were last Saturday, and I hope you had a lovely time.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.
1: Yeah all right. fading now.